We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, welcome to Blue Wire. After you finish listening to this awesome Blue Wire podcast, make sure you check out the other pods in our Blue Wire family. Okay, I know, you're probably wondering, how do I do that? Well, it's simple. Go to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and search Blue Wire. Ta-da! They will all be there, so have fun listening. Yo, yo, KJ Podcast. What up, my people? Welcome in, welcome in. San Francisco 49ers analysis. Blue Wire is where you're listening to this podcast. There's 25 others like it. Search on iTunes, Spotify. Actually, if you leave a five-star review, I will answer your question on the podcast. We're going to start using that growth hack to get higher up in the Apple podcast charts. I appreciate everyone spreading the word. There's actually a lot to get to. I know my plan was initially to talk about second-round prospects. We were going to bring on Jordan Reed, Blue Wire's draft expert, but there's still a lot of time left before the draft and the owners meetings happened this week in Arizona. Jed York spoke a lot of headlines coming out of there. Reporters had time with Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch. Just when you think the NFL is slowing down the free agency. Oh, let's throw them to the owners meetings and even more headlines come out. Um, a lot of positive things to say about Jimmy Garoppolo. We should just dive in and jump right there. This guy, instead of working out in LA, pumping out his brand, posting on IG every day. He's in Santa Clara. He's rehabbing. There's 20 teammates, and they're not doing scripted plays out on the field. They possibly can. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo can act like Kyle Shanahan out on the field. This is the value right now. Instead of him being isolated, he's there. And I have no idea who's there. I'm sure Joe Fan or someone in the building can give us a good idea of the group that's there. But this is a positive thing. 
for all the huffing and puffing I did about Earl Thomas and, and I like Quan Alexander, I like D Ford. None of that matters if Jimmy Garoppolo isn't amazing and this team isn't bought into him being the leader. And him being in Santa Clara this offseason is really good news. Nothing bad can come from this. He's around the team. He's getting to know staffers. Remember when he came in December of 2017? The 49ers franchise was literally down in the mud. There was mud on their faces. Kyle Shanahan was having the worst first season ever. They were losing so many close games. CJ Beathard, like it was just so frustrating to watch his team. Jimmy Garoppolo came in. Everyone bought in. The defense all of a sudden was better. That effect can be created again in September. The 49ers get off to a win. They start 1-0. They're looking good. They can get on a winning streak with Jimmy Garoppolo. He has that type of leadership qualities. He gives other people confidence. And I think this is a huge storyline coming out this week that we know that he's for sure in Santa Clara. And I'm sure on the weekends he's going to Vegas. Let him live as well. But I think it's important. He's focused on football. He's in the atmosphere he's going to be all year. He's getting used to it. This guy wants to dominate. You remember that Bleacher Report profile piece in last year? You know, he thought he was better than Tom Brady. He wants to play 16 games this season shut everyone up, and be amazing. If he plays as well as he did that December, the 49ers can go 11-5. and And that's the exciting thing about this team and why you guys tune into this podcast. They didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo. You wouldn't give a shit. He is this franchise right now. So it's, it's awesome to see that. We learned that he was watching film with Mike Shanahan in December. I think Mike came down for the holidays, obviously Kyle's father, and reviewed some film. Listen, the thing about Mike Shanahan, say he's old, he elevated John Elway. Jake Plummer had some really good years in, in Denver. Jay Culler's best years were really early on. He had a couple good ones in Chicago, but he was a damn good quarterback in Denver. Mike Shanahan, I don't know what kind of wisdom he's imparting, but I like that Jimmy's being a sponge. I think the good thing about Jimmy Garoppolo is that he's, he's cocky, but he's still one of the guys. He's able to balance a fine line that, listen, I know I'm the shit and I know I've got to be on my P's and Q's every minute, but I'll still be friends with the backup fullback on the team. I'll still dap up everyone. It's a huge quality to have at quarterback. Look at the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger and he's surly and he doesn't get along with guys. And maybe Jimmy G becomes that in 10 years and he's young and spry and really still hasn't played. So Jimmy G's personality right now, it matters if you're a quarterback and he's doing the right things in the offseason and we're reading good headlines about him. Does it automatically mean wins? No. But when I see stuff like this and knowing football and knowing buildings and people becoming closer together, and you guys remember the 49ers of 2012, 2013, that locker room was tight as hell. They were glued together. They were all bought in. Jimmy G is part of this. Jimmy G is, is a buy-in. And he's working hard and staying late. Now, Kendrick Bourne's staying a lot harder and he's blossoming. It, it's a network effect that Jimmy Garoppolo creates when he puts in hard work like this. Yeah, and then we also had Jed saying Jimmy G is stronger. You know, his upper body, his physique looks bigger, which I'll, I'm all in favor of. Put a little meat on your bones. I've always subscribed to that theory. I'd rather have my quarterback be 10 pounds overweight than... 10 pounds underweight, be able to take some of those hits. 
We've talked about his playing style a little bit on this podcast. No more Carson Wentz bullshit. Get out of bounds. I don't care about these extra yards. I don't care if you're a competitor. That mindset's, you know, 1980s. We're in 2020 now, bro. We're in the Bay Area. We set trends here. You stay healthy. That's the bottom line. I don't care if you're tough. That's, I mean, I want you to be tough, but I want you to be healthy more than I want you to be tough. All right, let's move to Jed York, actually, because he's a big storyline with the 49ers because how young he is, he's going to be in control here for 20, 30, 40 more years. And I think we can give him credit. The last two years, he's grown up as a CEO. He's made a lot of mistakes. And Levi Stadium is a mistake 49ers fans are going to have to live with for the next 10 to 15 years. But right now, the 49ers are in the middle of the pack. Two years ago, they were a complete laughing stock. I know the win total isn't there. They have a respected head coach. They have a potential franchise quarterback. They have some young talent on defense. They're expected to compete for a playoff spot this year. Yeah, I mean, he screwed up so much. The ship was headed in the wrong direction. Trent Bulky was... I don't know what happened there. He blindly believed Trent Balky for some reason. He, he just had a false sense in how to read people. And Harbaugh rubbed him the wrong way so bad that he clung to Trent Balky. So, I mean, he had some issues identifying people and football. And he's gotten past that so far. And, and John Lynch, we'll see. We speculate about his how well of a job he's doing. I, I like John Lynch a lot. He's... He's really the messenger of the team and really behind the scenes. I know he's keeping everyone organized. He knows everyone's first name. He knows what they like to eat for lunch. He's a really good team first guy. And I think he can manage people well. Can he evaluate the right talent? Who is actually having final say here? There's no way that he's getting fired before year four. He's getting next year, no matter what. Even if the 49ers go 3-13 and this year, Jed is not firing John Lynch. It's too early. Um, you know, a lot of you will say, wow, what a disaster. But Jed would give him a year four. I mean, you, we would have to see what played out in the 3-13 and 13 year. But I'm just saying, like, his job's pretty safe. I think Kyle could be here for 10 years because I think Jed is a little scared that he couldn't hire a coach better, which is a fair assessment, but kind of a scared way to play, too. Um, the bottom line is, you know, Jed has gotten out of the way. He's no longer a punching bag. Even though he did almost break his wrist punching a wall when Jimmy G tore his ACL. He's almost 40 years old, if not 40. He's grown into the role some. There's way less leaking. I mean, that was the big problem, you know. Him and Schefter and Rappaport, and they, they would protect him as well. And so nationally, he was seen as okay when locally he wasn't. He's out of the way now. And you look at Larry Bear up north here with the Giants. I mean, you could be in a lot worse spots as an executive right now. Jed York, 49ers, yeah, he's got a bad stadium. But end of the day, they're making a lot of cash. I think fans will show up this year if Jimmy G's healthy. They're, you know, middle of the pack. I think fans are still filling up the seats in October, November. This could be the best year. Theoretically, should be the best year at Levi Stadium yet. Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At getethos.com, there's no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, 
no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply, and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family, and in most cases with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause that. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in just minutes. Just go to ethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. Again, that's E-T-H-O-S. Getethos.com. All right, KJ Podcast. We are going to go rapid fire through some other news here. Apparently, it's it's out there that Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard are on level ground as the backup quarterback to Jimmy G. False. That That is complete fiction. Unless the new QB's coach, Shane Day, is obsessed with C.J. Beathard. Um, no, nah, the, the tape shows Nick Mullins is your backup. The tape shows Nick Mullins could start for two or three teams in the league. Um, you know, Kyle has really propped him up, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully... This is never a discussion, and Jimmy Garoppolo is playing 16 games, but you're going to imagine he misses a game. He sprains something, and he's he's out. And I don't care if C.J. Beathard tears up the preseason and Nick Mullins doesn't. I'm still calling Nick Mullins first out of the bullpen in that scenario. He proved it. He made winning throws. C.J. Beathard had one really good game against Green Bay, had a really good debut against Washington, and just a lot of up and down and holding on to the football too long. Nick Mullins, much different quarterback, processes a lot quicker, gets rid of the football, a little more mobile, a little more fiery. I don't know. The team just responded to him. There's no competition there. In fact, if if you could get a six-round pick for C.J. Beathard, I would think about it and then bringing in a, a third um, undrafted guy behind Nick Mullins. 49ers apparently are going to be playing a game in China in 2020 and it, it could come off their home schedule and it might be against the Rams. If the 49ers agreed to do this to start the season, they got something in return from Roger Goodell in the NFL. Kyle knows how to play the game. Not calling him Tony Soprano, but I Kyle can handle a back room. He's not just going to let the NFL back the 49ers in a corner. You know, I, the Redskins played a game in Japan in the preseason. If the 49ers did this in the regular season, they brought in this training staff to figure out everything with their bodies. It just it would put them at a competitive disadvantage. So I think if this ends up being a deal, that the 49ers are not going to be on hard knocks for the next you know three seasons. That Kyle is so adamant about that show staying out of his building that he's willing to go to China week one and jeopardize the first portion of the season of being tired and, and hung over from a, a bad opening season loss there to keep the cameras out and not have his guys' heads inflated because he thinks a hard knocks could ruin an entire season, whereas China could ruin you know week one and week two, and then you're back to normal after that. It's, it's interesting. I, my boy Jay Moore, I think, was the first one that posted about this on Twitter. I, I totally agree here. If you see the 49ers in China, they got something in return from the NFL. And I would I would bet it's Hard Knocks since Kyle's so against it, which is so annoying. Hard Knocks is amazing. All right, a couple quick hitters for you. 49ers are going to visit with Montez Sweat again. Mississippi State edge rusher. They had him at the Senior Bowl. They want to do due diligence. He crushed the combine his 40-time Blew the lid off at Indianapolis. He's been compared to a Danielle Hunter type, 
which is honestly amazing if he would live up to that capabilities and you could get him later in the draft. My thing is, if John Lynch trades down and they draft Montez Sweat and they miss out on Nick Bosa and they don't solve edge rusher here, then John Lynch is going to get fired year four if the 49ers miss the playoffs. This is a pretty easy decision here. Someone would have to give you a first rounder next year and a second rounder this year. It would have to be a salivating package. And I don't see anyone trading up to number two for that for Nick Bosa. I see the 49ers don't overthink this. It's either Nick Bosa or Josh Allen. I even think Quinton Williams could get them in trouble because he's not going to, he's going to have two or three sacks every year. He's not going to be a stats player. And then if your defense isn't good, you're not going to be able to explain why you wasted such an asset for someone who's not impacting the win total. You're doing a slippery slope here with, with Quinton Williams, even though I think he could be good too. Like, but I will not be shocked if he's bad. Same thing with Nick Bosa, but I mean, it's it's pretty consensus across the board that this guy is going to be able to get eight, nine sacks, even I mean, he's going to be pretty damn good. It's it's very clear from his tape. Don't overthink it, but hey, 49ers doing their due diligence on Montez Sweat. Uh, real quick, 49ers are celebrating here. Kyle Shanahan is because the rule change, pass interference will now be allowed to be reviewed. Any call which I agree with. There's some pushback. Oh, this is going to make the game. Now everything is going to be such a question. Everything's a coin flip. There's going to be no standard for this. I think refs are going to do this thing. It's got to be an obvious overturn. And if it's just not obvious, then the call stands on the field. I think just like Bill Belichick has said, every play should be reviewable. There's got to be concrete evidence and replays got to be used like this more. You're not trying to overturn it unless it is super obvious. Keep the call the same as often as you can. I know with 29 slow-mo replay angles, you see this angle. It's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I think this will help the league. I think, you know, last year we talked about, oh, my God, there's going to be so many ejections with this new hitting rule. It wasn't that bad. I thought the season was fine. I think people adjusted to it. And I think the NFL, again, out ahead with rule changes. I've said this before about moving the extra point back. Something bad happened in the New Orleans game. It cost them a chance at the Super Bowl. They corrected the mistake. This league will make rule changes. If it doesn't work, they'll scrap it. Pass interference is essentially one of the biggest plays that happens in any NFL game. It changes the field position. It changes the momentum. It should be reviewable. This is a good thing for the NFL. I know half of you are probably like, no, no, there's not going to be a consistent standard. That's okay. That's okay. For, for this play to not be reviewable is insane because you can have egregious calls. This is basically the Saints-NFC Championship game rule. I bet it does happen quite a bit. You get four challenges with both coaches. 25% of the challenges next year will be on pass interference is my bet. That's okay. I'm cool with it. It's, it's that big of a play. Um, yeah, we mentioned Cliff Kingsbury. Arizona's taking Kyler Murray. He had quotes that this could be one of the best mobile quarterbacks ever. <laughs> it is so obvious. Where does Josh Rosen go? I mean, he could start for the Redskins. He could start for the Dolphins. Someone should throw a second rounder at him. I think Kyle would have taken him if the 49ers had a chance. I think he works well in a play-action system. He's really not mobile. He reminds me of a worse Matt Ryan. I think he'll make the playoffs somewhere, but he'll he'll never reach a Super Bowl. Um yeah, that's it. I mean, we had 
another note I jotted down, John Lynch, I think he was on like the 49ers.com stuff, and he mentioned about free safety. This was his direct quote. Are we taking a gamble? Question mark. Yes. That's part of a quote, and he explained it like Jimmy Ward's injury. We got him on a fair price, essentially was what he was saying. Um, you know, they're gambling at free safety. That is my problem. And taking a rookie, even in the second round, is no guarantee that you're going to fix the problem at free safety. Um, the, the obsession with Jimmy Ward could end up costing John Lynch his job later on. And I'm not the only one thinking this. I know a lot of 49ers fans are on the same page. Some of you think I'm overreacting. I got a wedding to get to. South Carolina. Shout out to my boy Nabil marrying his dream girl, Jen. Going to give a little best man speech. Quick podcast tonight, recapping some headlines. Jimmy G, love the positive momentum. He's in control in Santa Clara. He's becoming the leader, face of the franchise. Exactly what you want. Jed York, the ship is headed in the right direction. He's still not one of the best CEOs in sports, but he's not one of the worst. He's in the middle of the pack. 49ers are in the middle of the pack. Um, Two years ago, you would have said, how is that possible? Um, Kyle Shanahan really helping lead that effort. Nick Mullins is the backup, not C.J. Beathard. I would trade him for a six-round pick. Other than that, yeah, I mean, Kyle Juszczyk favorited one of my tweets, so shout-out to him. Hope you listen to this pod. Yeah, 49ers fans, love you guys. Blue Wire is the network. Go listen to another pod right now. You're about to be like, eh, what's next? Jordan Reed draft board is really good. Trench warfare, more nerdy O-line analysis. Uh, getting a lot of the O-line community, coaches and, and O-linemen on there. And, of course, we have Chris Biederman, Kyle Madsen, Candlestick Chronicles, Jake Burns, the Browns coverage, Browns film breakdown, Ted Wynn. This podcast is going to have his highest listens ever in March. From The Athletic, he's the Blue Wire Coffee House stunt. Yeah, Jordan Zerm, the rebuild. I could keep going on and on. We had a bleeding purple Minnesota Vikings this week. Content for you. We've got it. NFL, NBA, Blue Wire. All right, people. Have a good weekend. Peace.